guys, we're back. Hey y'all. <laughs> she said hey y'all. I don't even care. Wow. No, it's having like I haven't heard it in so long. I'm back on it. I love it. We're bringing it back. We're and we're together recording right in the same room again. Wow. It's like old times, pre-COVID times. We're taking the proper precautions though. We're six feet apart, although we've been sleeping in the same bed. <laughs> We've been like six inches apart in bed. We ain't been touching each other. Right. So we're good. But hopefully you guys have been enjoying the Kirby segment that we decided to do. Unfortunately, this is us getting ready to wrap it up. Wrap it up then. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think that will always be a great moment of history. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> wow. You know what's funny? We were supposed to record yesterday. So yesterday was such a calm day in my side of town. Uh, nothing was really happening. And it was because the weather was pretty bad earlier in the day. But right now, it's a bomb ass day. And now, now the hood is out. It's so, alright. Y'all might hear some music. Might right. Not. A little fun fun. But yeah, I'm actually glad we did the Curvy Girl segment. Because... I, it was a conversation I feel we needed to have. And then the sections that we did too. So it wasn't just like we had one episode talking about it. It was like now we spent some time going into it. Yeah, and digging into not just so that our listeners could hear what we go through, because obviously, like, our stories are very different than anyone else's, but to get the everyday woman's true aspect on things. Like, this is Amanda telling us what happened to her before she even made it big in the industry right rather than us like here she are here she is million dollars later with all this hurt and pain it's like this is what people go through go in the industry with already right um and then jack was talking about her friends and how like being in the dressing room is uncomfortable not because you're trying on clothes but because it's not fit for curvy women right. and then rookie talking about being the jack of all trades and her sex life and which was good juiciest piece of it was a cherry on top <laughs> so thank you ladies for sharing your stories with us and our audience so now it's time for me and Shay to give our, our two cents on this so <laughs> so we'll start off with like careers because that's what that's how we started off with Amanda was our first one again thanks to you Amanda for opening up career so I am a visual merchandiser as you guys know and I'm a blogger and everything else that happens within the community that a person can do I do it go ahead Jay what's your um <laughs> everything I've, I've done everything <laughs> literally everything I've I've worked um in a radio station as on-air talent I've worked at the same radio station as a DJ I've worked there I was the manager of that station um I've worked in like spa life, doing marketing. Um, I've worked with children. <laughs> I've managed a juice bar, like a health juice bar, which is interesting. I'll get to that um, as we like delve in. I, the most recent thing I did was uh, event coordinating. So yeah, I've done uh, 1,001 jobs. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> All we do is work. That's like, you guys think that, that we just say that, and then we all see us on Snapchat enjoying a beard? No, I be oh, enjoying my beard while I'm typing a paper. Right. Like, I actually do. It's really always. Do that all the time. Like, yeah. We be on the phone with each other in silence, working. 
and sometimes we're working on stuff for the blog, but like we're also just working on other things in general. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so as a visual merchandiser, I'm gonna use layman's terms for these people because I don't know who knows what. I definitely do not know a lot. So. Okay. Yeah. So a visual merchandiser is pretty much the person within just like Forever Twenty One, H and M, Zara, Uniqlo, whatever, however you wanna do it. Um, it's a person who pretty much helps maintain the layout of the store. They're changing the mannequins. They're making sure that your fixtures have clothing on them. They're outfitting things out. They're sampling things out for you. Um, I'm often in the windows. Excuse me. I'm often in the windows, like, changing mannequins. Um, there comes a point where if I am, like, doing a customer interaction where I'm helping someone put a, get together an outfit or helping someone shop or, okay, like, this is what you have on right now and help you complete it. But those are, that's very rare in my field to actually dive back into customer service. Um... But yeah, so with, when it comes to the clothing aspect of things, I do notice when I'm at work, a lot of people, like I'll use my experience at Forever 21. So I was working at Forever 21 in Stanford, um, which they have a very small, very, very small um, plus size section. But Forever 21 is also a store where I'm on the cusp with sizes. Like if I need jeans, I have to get jeans from the, curb, the plus size section. But if I need a shirt, I can get an extra large in the regular section. Um, or like, depending on like the materials and things, like I can get the regular extra large. I don't necessarily have to get the plus size extra large. Like, you guys know the difference. You, you know the difference between the plus size and regular. Yeah. Right. So like, it's still like regular still goes small, medium, large, extra large. But in plus size, the like extra large is yeah. It's like yeah. it's a different type of extra large. It's, it's a little bit more. It's a little bit bigger. Um. So like, I'm on the cusp of sizes. So I'll realize like, even if I'm. Whether I'm like custom on a ladder or not, a lot of people just like bring a customer over here, like, hey, she's she needs help, and I'm like, okay, what does she need help with? Y'all are sales associates, like your job is to help these people put together an outfit, but it's like, okay, like what does she need help? With? She can't find a shirt, so then I'll answer the question thinking like, maybe she's looking for this, like show me the shirt that you're looking for, and it's like, here's a woman, like no, I wasn't looking for a specific shirt. I need a shirt that's fitting me this way, this way, and this way, and then they're bringing her to me because fucking curvy it's like okay like y'all that was fucked up to have me come like not that i wouldn't help the woman but like you didn't even attempt to help her because she was a curvy woman right. because i'm like a curvy woman you br- yeah so that that type of shit is annoying um i often get put on the hot seat when it comes to like testing out the clothing like with, for the, all the jobs that i've had we've had to like be very um you had to know like the knowledge of the shirt so like sometimes it's taking a like 15 minutes out of your shift and just trying on the clothes seeing what it's about but it's like if i was a size two they would randomly call on people but it was like every time it was time to talk about what happened in the curvy section i was the expert and it's like since i don't even really and to be honest there's not too many curvy um visual merchandise in the industry but it's just like since i am not the only one who wears curvy clothing and it's like these the males that work in Forever Twenty One and the skinny women that work in Forever Twenty One, they have to know the product as well. So why are you not calling on them? Why are you asking just me? So that gets really frustrating. Um, I can't say I've ever been like discriminated against because I, I'm a curvy woman in the industry, but I do know I get like put on the spotlight a little bit more than other people. Um, I'm asked like stupid questions like, "Oh, do you think like now we all know like everyone has gone shoe shopping before." it's normal for small women to have wide feet. They'll come to me like, oh, do you think that these, or even not even small, like wide feet, like big calves, 
like that's something normal. So do you think that these boots need to like be bigger for the calf? And it's like you're not asking me because you can see that I have big calves. You're asking me because I'm a curvy woman, and that my thigh like if it's a thigh high boot like oh do you do you think that we need to make this thigh hole a little bit bigger? It's like why you come like I get it like I am a curvy woman, but you're only asking me these questions because I am on the heavier side. There are small women who have like thicker thighs, who have big calves. There are athletes, like women who are small are also athletes and like they have bigger calves. So I get like put on the spotlight and stuff like that. But I won't, I can't say that I've been discriminated against um, because of it. I also like noticed that obviously we need mannequins to like put on a full. So Forever 21, they don't have um, this, like they don't ever really have like a plus size window within there. Like a, area with just plus size mannequins it'll be like like a regular size mannequin a plus size a man and a kid depending on if your store has the kid section and then they'll be like oh do you think like do you think our curvy mannequins fit a curvy woman or like should we add a stomach or they'll ask stupid shit and it's like bro you know good and damn well when you see a curvy woman that they all don't have a flat stomach and they don't have a big ass or big titties like so why would that have to be a question that you're directly asking me? So that's the only issues I've had with being a curvy woman in, the, in my career. I feel like for mine, I didn't really feel anything until working. I felt things working at the radio station, but that was because I was black. Okay. So when I first joined that team, I was the only black person. Like, there's literally a picture of all of us. They're all white, and it's me in the middle. They always switch in the middle, too. I know. I was in the middle. (laughs) Um, And then, like, a year later, I became the manager. And one of my biggest things, becoming manager, was to diversify my team. And so, I ended up hiring a bunch of women of color, obviously. Um, And not just women of color, but, like, I made sure to make them my priority and my... um, hiring process when I got the chance to and then but that was it for the radio station it was mostly a color thing but when I got into like spa life that's when it became a mixture of both um because black people don't do spas (laughs) first of all that's that's something that is considered a luxury thing to do and so to have people of color in that black people specifically in that realm is like kind of weird people look at it as like oh shit like you're here you're also getting a, a Thai massage you're getting a hot stone massage and if you're also selling that service because that's what I was doing at first I was selling the service it was uh, a weird thing for the people who were coming in I noticed that in service because I would offer my body for services not that wall that came out so <laughs> <laughs> she ain't sex trafficking or Whoa, nothing, y'all. Not like she ain't on nobody. <laughs> but I would offer my body for like, um, for example, like people who are practicing certain massages. I would offer my body, and I think for them they would say like, "Oh, this is good," because then I I learned how to work on some like a bigger person. Because I feel like a lot of bigger people also do not go to the spa because of insecurities. They feel like, right. "All right, I'm gonna have to be." First of all, the tables at a spa, if you've ever seen I've that. Been, yeah, been, yeah. I'm smaller than you and I can. Right. Yes. <laughs> small tables. Um, and you can, of course, lay on it. It's not that you don't 
can't lay on it, but it's not a comfortable thing. You're, you're not as secure be, as a smaller person. Right. You're supposed to be happy there for a comfortable experience. Um, so those are things that I noticed that I had never, I had never known simply because I had never done massages or done any of that, like, quote unquote, luxury um, services. And there was one time I had to do, like, a, a body service for one of the practicing people. There were, like, eight people in the room, and I had to be basically butt naked. Um, and I was just like, oh, God. And it was a nice, it was a nice service, because I ended up getting, like, a full-body scrub, and then full-body, like, this full-body, like, work. But then I was just, as I was sitting there thinking, I'm someone who is comfortable in my body. I will get dressed in front of anybody. I will undress in front of anybody. I don't care. But I'm thinking how, how it must be for someone who's going in, who's not comfortable, but who still wants that luxury service. Um, and so I was happy to be the big body, if that makes sense. Right. That they get to practice on. That they get to, okay, be, get comfortable with. So that way when they see a big body coming to lay on the table for them, they're not like, oh shit, like, I don't really know what to do. I don't really know how to act. Like, you know, when you're massaging a bigger person, you have more to massage, whether you think so or not. You do. Um. And then with my event coordinator job, I feel for that, that was interesting because of the person who hired me, and I, it ties into a conversation we had yesterday, actually regarding white men. Ah, okay. Um, and how... We might as well dig into that, too. Yeah, we can dig into that. <laughs> we were um, talking about how white men respect black women. And the job that I was doing, I was... My official title was a curator, but I was basically doing event coordination for the city of Stanford um, with downtown Stanford event team. Uh, and it's funny because I don't look like anybody. I look like some people in Stanford, but I don't look like the face of Stanford in terms of who is who's most right. comfortable, who you will see if you're walking around downtown Stanford on a regular day. I don't look like that. And the company that I was working for, we have about 52 different locations around the world. So we are supposed to be picking people who fit the description of the people that live in that town, that country. And the person who hired me was a white man. And I, I he had to know what Stanford was and what it was about. And everyone knows Stanford is mostly for UConn. Uh, and I guess maybe Nightlife? Yeah, well, Stanford's also known, for the most part, Stanford's known for, it's kind of Wall Street, like, the, the job, yeah. the job that they have. Yeah. And secondary to that, like, art and shit like that. So, basically, so not, schools, yeah, but, like, not on, like, some, who's actually, like, living there. Yeah. Like, people don't know, people come to Stanford, like, people that aren't from this area, they go to Stanford, and, and all they know is downtown Stanford. Right. They don't know about Custer Street. They don't know about the village. Like, they don't know about right. that. So, it doesn't exist for them. So, they literally just know downtown. downtown like, Stanford. the train station, Harbor Point, uh-huh. and Bedford Street. Right. That's all they know. That's it. And those people who live there, they're not us. They're not. They're not. And I lived on Bedford Street. Bedford Street was... There were not many people who looked like me. Bro, I shop on Bedford... I eat on Bedford Street. Right. Like, so, it's like... For me to be picked for that job... 
by the white guy. It was like, it was pretty ironic just because he knew his job better than any, he knew what he had to do and who he had to pick in terms of who was going to be representing Stanford to the world. Because it's not just like I'm I'm representing Stanford to New York. I'm representing Stanford to, let's say, California. Like, I was representing New York to Nigeria. I was representing New York, I mean, um, Stanford for Mexico City. Like, I was the face. A bigger black woman. Like, for a minute, that was a little intimidating because I was like, oh God, like, I immediately expected some kind of backlash, mostly from Stanford, because my so-called bosses in Stanford, <laughs> this motorcycle, yeah, really had to ride around today. Um, my so-called bosses in Stanford were the very opposite of me too, and so I thought that in me getting hired for that position to represent Stanford, there would be some kind of bullshit. There was bullshit. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know if the, I can't say whether or not the bullshit was based on that. So yeah, I feel like in my jobs more recently, my my identity as a black curvy woman has been it's played a big radical um, part in my job because I've had jobs where not that we I guess you don't expect for me to be doing it. I managed a juice bar before, and it was like... Like, um, literally, literally with, merchandise, with merchandise, too. It's like, our job like Forever 21, like, okay, yeah, you expect to see black people working there, possibly a black merchandiser, but, like, and Zara, Madewell, like, never would they expect me to be someone who was working there, taking an interest in what I was taking right. an interest in. And the juice bar that I was, I was managing was inside of an equinox which is a so it's a like white person's dream. right so it's like, <laughs> come in you're coming to equinox because you're coming to get your juice when you see me and i don't fit any of the criteria i, I guess to be in any one of those spots because that's what we assume not that not that i'm not a healthy person not that i care like don't care about vitamins and all that shit right. I really do nah she be at beasting <laughs> <laughs> I really do um but it's just not a typical thing it's not something that people are expecting so yeah that's been my experience so far with jobs I don't understand why there's expectations of who's doing the job like I feel like I I wouldn't even say it's an expectation of mine but like you know sometimes you'll read like a name like, okay, if you see Naomi Dawkins written somewhere, you're like, okay, like, she's black. <laughs> like, but I'm not disappointed. Like, they're not disappointed that I'm black. Right. And they're not scared that I'm black. Well, at least I've never got it presented that way. They could be scared that I'm black. I don't know. Maybe. But, like, when you see things like, like, I am like Kathleen, Susan, Tracy, like, they really have expectations behind a name of who has the name. Right. I know women named Kathleen that are black. I know women named Kathleen that are white. I know a woman named Tracy, and she's freaking Nigerian. I know a woman named Tracy that's from freaking Ecuador. Like, it's, there's so many expectations that people have. Mm-hmm. And I think especially when it comes to, like, bodies, like, if somebody is a, like, fit person, super fit, super 
in shape. You don't expect them to work out like fucking Popeyes. Which could not, that could also not be the case. Like, they could be fit and still just need a job. Bro, Popeyes ain't even that unhealthy. I, people need to realize that it's how you eat too. Like, if you're right. eating Popeyes seven days a week, obviously that's an unhealthy exactly. lifestyle. But if you're eating McDonald's like once in a blue moon, right? But if you're own, like if you're eating McDonald's, Burger King, a sandwich from the bodega, and that's your consistent rotation right. on a diet, like, bro, what are you doing? Like, it's, people they're retarded, as we already know. I probably shouldn't use the word retarded. Dumb. I don't know. It's, it's stupid. Um, the next category that we talked about was friendship. And yeah. within friendships, Jackie talked about um, people being uncomfortable, which is being uncomfortable with having these conversations about being a curvy woman, talking about things that she's experienced in the fitting rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. I still, like I mentioned in the first um, episode we did for this, I don't... I don't think I've had a lot of trouble with friendships. Um, I am bigger than a lot of my friends. I have friends who are bigger, like Rookie is a bigger girl. Um, I have some bigger girlfriends, but for the most part, my friends are like skinny. Um, I don't shop with them, but I also don't really shop with anyone. Like I just. For me, shopping is different because I enjoy I enjoy doing a lot of things alone, but I definitely enjoy shopping alone just because I have that leisure time. I'm not on anyone's time. It's never been because of I'm worried about the fitting room or I'm worried about this or that. It's literally just been because I enjoy my solitude when I'm trying to make a decision. And then my friends have never, they've never said anything out of place but I think naturally a lot of us are very fat folded without even realizing right so I remember there were times where we were talking in our group chat and I think things came up about Lizzo at a point this is the time when she was like twerking at the basketball game (laughs) doing the most just being I guess being Lizzo I don't really know her like that. No one does. Uh, and I remember they were just like, oh, Lizzo's doing the most. Like, And it was like, I don't even think it was just the basketball game, but it was just in general. Because at that time, every time we saw Lizzo, she was doing the most. Yo, she... And I think... I think she did everything the way she did it so people could shut the fuck up. Yeah. And it's like, they were making really valid points. Like... Rihanna was half naked at a basketball game. Beyonce was half naked at a basketball game. Y'all didn't say shit. Right. Cardi was there half naked. Y'all didn't say Everywhere shit. Everywhere half naked, Cardi. And so she did both. Right. But that's when I realized that, you know, even though they weren't saying those things toward me, but it made me realize, okay, we all have a little bit of internalized fat phobia that we, it's hard. And we're like 25-year-old women. And we still have that. <laughs> I'm like, 35 at heart. <laughs> right. We still have that in us where we're still like picking on the fat girl in a sense. Because that's what we, that's basically what we did to Lizzo. And I'm not saying we as a you personally who's listening, yeah. don't be like, it wasn't me. Like, Because you ain't speak up for her. Right. Let's say that. Silence is, is also not helping. Something. So, 
Yeah, there's a little, there's uh, internalized homophobia within my friend group that I've noticed. Have I called it out? I actually haven't because I also have some within me. So I feel like I can't be sitting here and being like, you're homophobic, you're this, you're that, when I haven't even addressed my own shit. There are some things that I need to address too because I was also like, Lizzie, you're fucking annoying. And I don't know if it's because she's actually fucking annoying or because I am not used to seeing a big woman in the spotlight just being goofy, just being funny and on her own. Not because somebody wrote her the script to be the right. funny black woman. It's because she actually wants to be. For me, I know with Lizzo, like, I was, like, the first three times, I was here for it. A lot of people say I wasn't here for it every time she popped out with some shit. But it just, it started making me aggravated and a little upset because she was doing it everywhere. And then it goes back into the thing of, like, black women don't know how to act. Right. Because, like, yeah, like, Rihanna and Beyonce and Cardi and them, they were walking around half naked. But, like, they weren't always half naked everywhere they fucking went. And it's like, damn, girl, like, we get it. Like, I get it. Like, you want people to understand, like, this is your body. You're happy in it. I know all that type of shit. But it's also, like, you can't go to the grocery store with your titties out. Right. You know for a fact that children are there. Like, right. And that, for me, that's what it was. Like, I, and not even to this day, I feel like it's, I love when I see women outside and they got on their crop tops and they got their ass and shit out. But, like, there's also a time and place. And for me, what's aggravating is, these women taking the stand and, and making the difference, but they're not knowing the time and the place. That's what gets in you with me. Like, you're at the beach, okay, that's when you should definitely be half naked. But there's also, you don't want someone's son seeing your titties. Like, right. I just think that, you know, people need to be a little bit more appropriate with the things that they're doing and know the time and the place. If you're going to a nightclub and you want to have your ass out, do it. But you dare not come to this playground with your little kid and your dog with your titties out. Like, it's just... I feel like Lizzo didn't know when to turn it off. And I think, I get it, like, she wanted it to be, she wanted to be seen the same way everyone else was getting looked at and stuff, but it's just like, don't come to the family awards wearing that, sis. Right. And it's not controlling what women wear on their bodies, but it's, again, you, there's a time and a place for everything. You would not go to church wearing something like that because you know that that's not the time or the place. Right. And also, you wouldn't show up to the Grammys in a Nike day, so... Yeah, like... <laughs> Shit, I might go to the Grammys with some Nike Tech. You know I like Nike Tech and Baby Man. But yeah, no. I, I think that's it. Yeah, for friends for me, like, there, I've noticed, that's the one thing I did notice. There is some internalized phobia. Which I can agree with. We all have to address group. it. But it's not even just the my friends group thing. That's the society thing. Yeah. People thinking that, oh, we're all here for, we're here for every everybody. And we're not not everybody's physical body you you know we pick and choose what we decide looks good on what body all right even for ourselves for me i will say the same thing with the fat phobia stuff with my friends group like i've noticed it i didn't haven't addressed it um i also don't address too much of my friends group because it becomes a thing of, it just becomes a bit of a thing and i don't really have the energy to sit here and argue with y'all all day um but i haven't like had too many Experience. I, when I go shop with my friends, I, that's when I really notice that they're aggravated, which I'll, I've stopped going. I've started going shopping with, like, just curvy women, or I'll go shopping by myself. I won't go shopping with someone who does not completely understand. Um, I also like higher-end stores, and some of my friends don't get that. 
Like, if I decide to want to go to Madewell, they're like, all right. So, well, I like Madewell because, one, I know, like, even though the, the jeans are pretty pricey, I haven't had an issue with Madewell jeans not fitting me right. And, obviously, like, Madewell does also have favorite fitting rooms. Um, for the most part, it's, like, the temperature's always right in it. So, I know I can go to Madewell and be completely comfortable. If I go to Forever 21, I'm hitting my elbows on the freaking size of the fucking dressing room. So, like... When I go into the higher end stores, they're aggravated because they can't shop as well. But when they go into like, I'm not even gonna lie, sometimes I go in Forever 21 and can't find shit. So I know, I notice that my friends are, they get aggravated with that. Or like because it takes me longer, they get aggravated with that. So that's the only real issues I've had when it comes to shopping. When it comes to shopping <laughs> and shit like that um, within my friends group. I think the only real issue that I've had was like, with my cousins we were preparing for a family function and it took me first of all it is not easy to find white no matter what size you are but like when you are a curvy woman it is super hard to find white that's appropriate like has like if a curvy girl has on a white dress it stretches obviously and then like it becomes super see-through it was hard for me to find something that i liked without looking like an old woman so it took me longer than it took them and it took them a long time because white is just super all white, the same exact shade, is super hard to find, period. Right. Um, my cousin was like, oh my god, like, if you just shopped in the normal section like everybody else, you wouldn't have this problem. And it kind of made me feel some type of way. But I was also older and was, at that point, like, used to people having something to say about how I dress and, like, the stores I would be in. So I kind of, like, took it with a grain of salt. But, like, now looking back and thinking about it, like, bro, that could have definitely been a hurtful moment if I wasn't as strong as I was. It's just like shit like that. Like, bro, it's okay that it takes us 45 minutes to find a simple shirt. And what difference does it make that it takes me 45 minutes and you four or five minutes? You put it on and be like, okay, boom. But like, I put it on, I didn't like it. So let me go back out there and continue my hunt. I don't think people understand like how frustrating of a process it is for us to be in a fitting room. Try like just as frustrated as you are as me taking 45 minutes. I'm just as frustrated as you for me having to take 45 minutes. So that's the only issue like I've really ever had within like a friend's group and like trying clothes on and shit like that. Um, but Madewell, for those of you who don't mind spending a pretty penny on jeans, Madewell does have um, really good jeans. Um, they have like the Road Tripper comes in curvy. That's one of the like cheaper ones. They're like seventy five bucks. Comes in a few different shade, um, denim washes and stuff. But they also just have like a good a good amount of sizes. Like you can go. I think the highest size that they go to in store right now is a 24. And then it's also extended sizing online. But like you can go in there and you could, let's say you want to try, if you're a size 28, you can try it on and they would have to order it for you. But they do accommodate you with like the free um, express shipping because you had to get a sample, you try it on a sample size and shit like that. Um, but I will say Madewell is pretty good one. And I know Jackie and you said that you guys shopped at Torrid. I had never shopped at Torrid. I actually went in Torrid after speaking to, after we interviewed Jackie, but it was, the one that's near my house was super busy, so I couldn't really, they were polite, I will say, and I did like that all of the women who worked there were also curvy, Yeah. Um, but I really couldn't get a good experience because they were super busy, so I'd have to go back in. <sighs> Dating and sex. Ooh. Nice moment. Hmm. All right, so dating. I haven't had like issues with dating the way like some people have but like I have had a guy who alright I won't say black men but men in general they they love the thought of having sex with a, a heavy set woman 
or like a curvy woman. Like they love that shit, but they won't date us. Right. Y'all fuck us though, but you won't date us. Right. Um, so I have had a, a, a dude tell me like, yo, I'd fuck the shit out of you. Like, and I'm just like, wait, <laughs> all because I'm curvy? Like that's it, that, that's all you want? Like they couldn't see themselves being in a relationship with me because I was curvy. But it's like, I feel like dating someone is super less intimate than having sex with someone. So you can have that intimate moment with me by having right. sex with me, but you can't like get to know me exactly. and get my feelings. Um, so that shit was that's something that I've experienced with dating. Um, I've also heard dudes like a dude told me that he only dates curvy women, and I was the smallest curvy woman that he's ever dated. And I was like, "Did you want me to eat more? Like right. I didn't know what, what you, you <laughs> is this a blessing and a curse?" And he was just like, "No, I'm just letting you know you're the smallest woman." And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, if we ever had sex, like, you couldn't do some of the things that they did because you're smaller than them. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want to have sex with you. Right. Like, I don't, I don't even want to know. This conversation is actually dead right here because you said that shit. Um, but yes, that's the only, the only issue that I have. But I do feel like sometimes I'm, like, it's more of a fetish for some men. Oh, when they yeah. see me, like, cause, because a few weeks ago, when I, last week, actually, I had on the wide leg jeans, like the flare jeans, and my t-shirt, I had tied it. Mm-hmm. And I heard a guy, like, so it was at my, my family's house, but it wasn't, like, all of their friends and shit. Like, you know, some people bring, are friends with them. And he was looking at me, he was like, yo, she's, like, she's fired. And I was like, I, when, I have, sometimes I address when men say that I'm attractive, but it depends on how you say it. Like, when I hear people say, yo, she's fired, I don't take it as, like, a... Like, I don't get a big head over it, but I will address it like, thank you. Because some dudes mean, like, some... I've noticed, like, a lot of artsy people use the word fire now. Like, oh, she's fire, and then, like, it'll be a genuine compliment. But some guys are like, oh, she's fire, and it's only because you want to fuck me. Right. Or because I have a fat ass, or my titties are out, or something. But I was completely covered, and the guy, he was like, oh, she's fire. And I'm like, hmm. And I heard them throughout the day, and he was like, only a curvy woman could pull off wearing jeans like that. Like only big women and he's like that's why big women know their place they know they're supposed to wear and I was like <laughs> sorry what are you talking about because because nah I need this works and he just he said that shit and he was like it was me and Kayla too and as you guys probably know I don't know um Kayla's super skinny Kayla's like a freaking size like a size 2 super fucking skinny and I'm a size 12 14 so like hearing I know she feels have way hearing something like that because she's also tall and we know tall women could pull off the flare jeans because they have the length of the legs to do it. But to hear like, yeah, only curvy women. And I was like, oh no, like, I felt bad that other women probably heard it and felt bad. And he didn't give a fuck. He looked me dead in my eye and kept talking like, yo, yo, you're beautiful as fuck. Your thighs are thick as fuck. Like, you know what they say? The thighs save lives. And I was like, That's right. um, <laughs> no thanks. Bye. Like, these thighs ain't saving you. Um, but that's the only like issue, issue that I've had with like, in my dating my dating life um, I don't think I've had any have I had an issue no not really I feel like I've, I did date one person who it was obvious that like he was trying to get me to lose weight I mm. have, I've had that one time and I realized I was, it took me a while to realize it too um but then he was just like we were like we were doing something and he was like oh we should like jog or something but you know me i don't give a fuck like i'll jog like i'm not out of i'm out of shape but i'm not unhealthy 
Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, perfect okay. sense. So I can jog. I can pull some flights of stairs. I can walk seven miles, eight miles. Like, I can go the distance. I got some tummy though. <laughs> so I felt like after a few times, I was like, oh, no big deal. Like, I love to go walk. Like, you can walk my far and stuff. But then after a while, I was like, oh, wait. You're trying to do this because you're, like, trying to get me to look like you want me to look. Like, you think I'm pretty, but you also would like to fix my aesthetic as well to be what you want me to be. So that was only one time. Of course, the whole... Well, I've obviously dated people seriously who enjoy the fact that I have an extra tummy or it doesn't bother them. But they've never said anything about it. I have had people in online dating, especially like Tinder and shit. But this is this is a spot where people just they think they can say anything to you. Dumbasses, literally, literally dumbasses. So they just are like, oh, like I will do this to you, I will do that to you, like wanting to basically fuck me because I am a bigger girl, not because they think curvy women are an experience, right? That's what it is. You not realize that this is my lifestyle. I am a real person. (laughs) I am an actual person. So it's like, on top of you, men already objectify women, but then there's also a fetish. There's a fetish also if you, because we are black women, people always want to taste of the chocolate. Now, if it's, if it's a chocolate marshmallow, have you ever heard of a chocolate marshmallow? Yo, <laughs> no. So it's an even more of an experience that they want to try. Sorry. So, yeah, that's been the experience with, like, online dating. In person, people are a little more, like, you're not cute, you're this, you're that, like, I was showing Nye the other day how I stand, and I basically still stand like a child, um, because I'm not kneed, and one of my foot, like, one of my feet, like, turn in a little bit when I stand. Naturally, I've tried to fix it, um, it's too late now, because I already fixed it when I was little. So, <laughs> it's just part of my look. So, I have, naturally, this, I guess, childlike pose, and so it's always, those are the compliments that I get. You're my cute, oh my god, like it's always that in person it's online because i don't hide myself online i'm putting up full body pictures so you know i got some no facts i've been putting up videos I see you so look at my but videos. then also i i've i've noticed a lot of fetish uh and more recently i've noticed that sometimes the fetish is simply for no reason like i don't not that it's for no reason but it's like unprovoked so, for example, I was talking to this guy that I met. <laughs> right. I'm scared. Because right. I don't know what this is. Like, you I know. I know I, I know I probably know, but I don't know what you're about to say right oh, now. Okay. So, I was talking to this guy on Tinder for a little bit, and I was like, all right, let's just, like, get out there. Like, I'm, I'm pretty recently single. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, let me just go talk to people. So I ended up talking to this guy who's mad deep. He lives in Brooklyn, so he's also never going to be. Uh, but I ended up sending him a video. Not anything. Literally, not I had the video. It was nothing <laughs> sexual. I literally was just like walking in the mirror and I had a dress on. I had some furry slippers on because I was in my crib. Um, and I had two pigtails. like two pups and he sent me a reply video and he was like don't turn me on like (laughs) and the way he said it (laughs) hold on 
way you're talking, I'm gonna try to find the video and play like, it so you guys can hear it. <laughs> he was like, how do I don't even know how to describe the voice, but he sounded like that was the sexiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> don't turn me on. And literally, I was just because no, he was. <laughs> I was just walking, and I just like walked up to the the mirror. Not even in a sexual way. It was just like, hey, this is me right now. Like. You know, because when you're online dating, you don't get a full visual. Even though I have full body picks up, so but of course I can, I can hit the camera from an angle and make it seem like it's coming in here or less than what it is. So I ended up sending a video just to clarify. But the video was nothing extravagant. It was literally me just walking up, and he just acted like it was the best thing he <laughs> I ever can't saw. fucking find it. Um, and it was scary. So I was like, okay, he got blocked, by the way, guys. Um, Normalize blocking men that make you uncomfortable. Yes, please do that. Like, do not even think twice about it. Don't give them a chance to redeem themselves if you really don't want that. Like, nah, we're good. So, yeah, that's something I've noticed. Like, it'll be like, please. Oh, I can't find the video. Like, guys. please don't turn me on. And I've had that a couple of times. Like, damn, you're just turning me on just by by being here, by being this. And I get it. Some people are listening to this and they're saying like, all right, well, you're cute. Why are you mad? It's not that. It's the fact that I feel like I'm being, I'm a fetish for someone. All right. That's what it is. I've also gotten guys like, how can I say? I'm trying to find out the way to say it without sounding as much of a creep as me. That's fine. Like, I really want a woman who I can lay on her stomach at night. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? Right. I want to lay on some thighs. Like, it's stuff like that. Like, it just makes, not that I feel inadequate, but like, there's a woman who you're hurting her feelings by saying this. Right. She doesn't have thick thighs. Like, and then they're like, well, you got nothing to worry about. Like, I, okay, there's this dude. I'm talking to him and I was like, yo, like, I put on my jeans today and they were a little tight, like tighter than normal. He's like, okay, like, the fuck? And I was just like, no, like, I got to slow back down. Because I had, I don't know if you guys have paid attention, but I had lost a lot of weight recently. And he was, I was like, no, like, if they're getting tight, that means I'm gaining weight back. Right. He's like, girl, you better, you better not miss no meals. What am I supposed to do? Huh? <laughs> First of all, you're not even my mans. What do you mean, what are you supposed to do? You can keep looking at these pictures the same way you've been doing. But, like, it's shit like that that's just like, not okay. True. They just men get a little too creepy. They get creepy already. Don't get us wrong. But it's like when men are not for creeps, but it's just right. Yeah, when there's some added like you're a black woman, there's a fetish there. You're a bigger woman, we know there's a fetish there. And I think it is really weird that like it is a thing where oh we'll fuck you, we'll have the best time with you in bed, but when it comes to dating you, oh that's not a good look. Yeah, it's not a good look for me. Yeah, it's not, not a good, a good look. look. And Amanda talked about that on her episode, how there was a guy who was like, like, y'all be all for it in our DM. You get the phone number, you all for it in the text message. And I've had dudes like, we've been sitting like, we'll be at their house and they're talking and it's like, oh yeah, like we can do this. But in actuality, this is what they're talking about is having this relationship behind closed doors while he's out here in the streets showing the skinny woman off. And it's just like, okay, bro. Like, like. But most people are going to ask you if I have high cholesterol because I'm big. Like, (laughs) are you worried about that? And it's just, I don't know. Some of y'all should, we should be the ones embarrassed to be out with y'all. Not Not because of how y'all look either. It's the racetrack that y'all have with women Mm -hmm. and just the way y'all dog people out. But 
here we are as black women still loving y'all to death still loving y'all to death but that's another story for a different day <laughs> the last one is sex s-e-x take um, a deep breath <laughs> who's the song is that life take it before you let it go for sex Sex has been really fun. Sex can be <laughs> so amazing. It's been really fun. I feel like, so in Rookie's episode, she's very, very um, out here. And transparent. Love, and very Loved transparent. It. I feel like, first of all, I have straight sex, so probably not as fire <laughs> to women who know the real anatomy, but <laughs> we, we all try. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I feel like my experience with, my personal experience with sex has been me just being comfortable with the extra, that's on me. Agreed. That's been most of it. It hasn't even been, not so much, because if I ever let you get that far with me, it's because I trust you. Right. It's because I, I feel like you're not going to make me feel like I'm less. Because and you've already made me feel really right, good about myself right. too. So we're already at that point. Right. And so most of it has been me shying away. Just like, oh, like, maybe we shouldn't do. Also, some of the men I date are like half of my body. <laughs> I was about this the other day, and I officially met someone yesterday. Yo, that's that another story for literally, literally he's her thigh. He's literally just my thigh. Maybe, maybe a like, little bit of like, a third of my you know what? Give him your leg. I'll give him my leg. He's got pretty. He's got pretty long arms, you know. He does. But yeah, he's he's, he's a leg. Right. <laughs> he's one of my legs. That's it. Um. So there, I was asking rookie if there were positions you prefer to do because I have to. I'm afraid to. I'm scared to sit on someone's face. Woo! Which I've, I've done. Right. I've done. I do it. And I have. It feels amazing. I'll do it again. Yeah, because you don't know, like. If you don't kill him or not, and right. the niggas believe you saying, nah, suffocate nah, me, bro. Like, <laughs> they really want that. I think another thing for me has been riding. I've been very, like... Oh, my knees give out, so... My knees are fine. My weight like, isn't my problem. It's the fact <laughs> that I have arthritis. My knees are fine. It's just that I am always worried about the bounce. Because they're tiny. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. But it's like obviously like certain things take over and it, it works, but it's a mind thing. It's my mind thinking like I'm gonna break this man. Yeah, no, literally that's it. <laughs> what is gonna happen? I'm gonna break this man. Um, what are other things I thought about? At first, it's been like levels. So at first, it was the sheer fact of being naked around. Somebody. That's actually like I don't think I'm comfortable with. I could get undressed in front of anyone, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like actually getting down to that, it's just like, oh. Right. And then I also think about like, especially in the Nani area, because like, I'm not gonna lie, being a bigger girl, you have to so take, you extra, have to take precautions. extra precautions. You got some folds down there, don't have a lot of folds, but um, my stomach sits right. <laughs> sits right That's enough on of my a fold, right? Yeah. So it's like, I'm always worried about that, and I like, I will never allow someone to just come in and start on me. I need to go clean. Even if I have taken a shower. And this is just basic hygiene, but I feel like it's even Well, basic more. hygiene for us, but right. some... Right. right. It's even, for me, I feel like it's even more. So it's like, of course, if I know... If this is a plan, Link, then I know, okay, I'm going to take a shower. 
I'll be out of the shower and dry and moisturized and this and that and that and that by this time because I know this person is coming at this time. Now when they get here and we're just hanging out at first, I know to excuse myself. First of all, to empty the tank because empty the tank before you start. Yes, please, ladies. Um, because you may think it's squirt and it may just be um, your leftover juice from earlier. <laughs> So, I do that already, but then I wipe down. And I realized that that was me being super, super self-conscious about it. Like, oh shit, what do you smell like going in? Which people should be, but I feel like for me, it was I had only did it, right? I had only did it because I'm a bigger girl. I'm only thinking about the fact that I, I may smell because I'm bigger and I hold, I may hold more um, scents in my crevices. So, that was it at the beginning. Once I got comfortable with being naked and understanding that a lot of your smell is in your head when it comes to certain things, not all the time, so we gotta really do be stinking. <laughs> there are times where I'm telling Nine, like, I smell right. Like, I smell crazy. <laughs> Yo, now the other day we were literally laying right <laughs> on top of each other and she's like, I might stink. Right. <laughs> I don't smell I don't you. Think, but it's just me being so, I think that's another thing in general, not just the sex. Me, because I'm bigger. And there's always this connotation that bigger people have more of a sense. And for some people, it is true. It's true, but I will but say, I'm, like, I've that same on myself. I've so smelled hard. skinnier women. I've, like, right. some of them have smelled more harsh than a bigger woman. Exactly. Especially always, coming out of the bathrooms. Exactly. And I'm always in check with my smell. Always on it. Like, and if I don't feel like I am, I'm going to give you a warning. <laughs> All the time. Shadi's out here eating fucking garlic. Bro. Yes. Also, I've eaten, I've, I sometimes do these random, like, <laughs> body challenges. Body challenges. And I had been eating um, raw cloves of garlic for a week. <laughs> and obviously, my nani smelled like garlic because you are what you eat. And I did not want to have sex simply because I smelled like garlic. And also because I felt like I smelled like it. And in reality, it probably wasn't even that harsh. But, like I'm saying, that was the beginning of my fears. Just wondering about like how I smell and how I look. Yeah. How do I how do I like make myself look smaller in certain positions? Certain positions you just all out there. Sprawled all out. You're just out there. And there's no way you could hide your tummy and you know, make sure the boobs aren't sprawling out to the sides and like you just listen, gotta, you gonna have to take these titties. Exactly. Whatever way they come in. You have this body piece. I, I came to terms and I was like had this body piece like, alright, if you're already here, you already know what happens, like you know. We here. You you decided you wanted <laughs> to come this far. Yeah, you already see how my titties lay because I don't wear bras. So that's these are the same titties you're gonna get when I lift my shirt up. So I just came in terms with that. And then after that, it became a problem of position. And just worrying about, like, am I going to hurt you? Does this hurt? I, I literally, die? like, asked myself that, too. Like, <laughs> when I sit on his face, is his neck going right. to break? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> ah, yeah, no, that's yeah, what he that's did. That's my experience with that. I mean, I don't have too much to add. It's literally the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You just freak, not freak out, but like you don't really worry about it. I will. You've seen my freaking bag of wipes and and mm-hmm. liner. Like I carry that shit with me everywhere. Um, I think I we are a lot more conscious of our smells because we are bigger. Yeah, 
and like I know that for a fact. Yeah, I've smelled yeah. small women who need to be conscious of their odors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, that's pretty much it. Do you have any other things to add? Um, yes. So basically, there are some things I wanted to like touch on that we were talking about Amanda and like talking about how she. It's like doing modeling and stuff and like a lot of people see that as like being brave and that's something that I want to like I wanted to stop doing that I wanted to stop saying you're so brave because you're big and you do this right I want that to stop being the case that's I want us to, to normalize and I'm only saying normalize because that's the word that y'all understand these days like everything is normalized um what is it so these are these all, are people who don't have a really good vocabulary yeah, yeah. so all three of those words that y'all are now um utilizing on your wrongly. platforms wrongly as well um, please do let that when it comes to body when it comes to bodies right let's uh abolish body politics let's uh defund um what are we defunding one size fits all. Right. We're defunding that. And let's actually normalize bigger bodies. People are not... People vary among cultures, first of all. There's different body types within cultures. We understand that there are different body types within cultures. Also, to be a bigger person doesn't mean that you're not unhealthy. And that's like something that, that really way. needs to be, like... Because... I've been like crapping out these last few days because I've like this. <laughs> I've been treating myself this week. Yeah, we have. But like, I I have a really good healthy and good and healthy diet. Like I don't eat, I don't put everything into my body. Like, when I'm about to, I'm about to go home and like purge all this shit. Right. Like I'm cleansing, cleansing, yeah. and I'm going back on my shit. Like I've my literally been like, <laughs> I've been bugging. Like you know, this is my week to really like spoil myself. So I have been eating a few bit more pieces of chicken. I've been eating food loops at the box like it's nothing. I've been having a little, a few more sodas than I've usually been drinking. But like, other than that, I have like I have no like my health issues that I have aren't because of my weight. Right. Like it's genetics. Eczema is my fucking skin. It has nothing to do because I'm 200 pounds. Like like. So that's definitely. And I know skinny people who have heart disease. Yes. You guys associate heart disease with being overweight. I know skinny people who have high cholesterol, high blood pressure. Associate that with being overweight. It's like anybody can be. I know skinny people with roles. Right. So like it happens, and we're not saying. Here's the thing. I'm not saying like we need to just promote an unhealthy lifestyle or anything because that's the problem that we associate bigger bodies with unhealthy lifestyles. And it's like, yeah, this person may be eating more calories, blah blah blah. But also, we can celebrate people where they're at. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It can't be. I'm thinking about the Adele situation and how I'm not saying we never praised Adele before, but when she popped out and she was my leg. <laughs> Yo, Adele lost so much weight. And she looks good. I'm not taking that away from her. But it was everyone saying, yes, bitch, yes, mom. Like, why couldn't we could have celebrated her body where she was? Even though and let's be was honest. Up <laughs> but also, you could was. tell that, like, we should have been celebrating her because Adele was depressed for years. Right. And we listened to her music and we just 
felt hello from the other side like it's nothing but she was literally telling us a story and now you know maybe this album that she probably is or is not working on will be her telling her story for what it genuinely is and not hiding it behind melodies and shit but like we should have been praising her from. I actually love the Dove since day one I actually praised I, I'm someone who praised her from day one but like other people weren't like exactly what she said I don't know where just... they are it's okay to say where they are um and then also I wanted to just give advice because there's some things that I've thought about um as well like still continue to try to make your bold moves even as a bigger girl the thing I realized is that that I'm so brave that it tears people away because it makes it seem like Okay, I am bringing, I am, the first focus on my accomplishment is the fact that I am a bigger girl and I accomplished this. Not just because I accomplished this. Right. So, that's just my last piece of advice on that. Um, I will pick, yeah, those two pieces of advice that you gave is great. I also say normalize how men, how you react to men treating you. Oh, yeah. Like, don't, if a guy's making you feel uncomfortable, like, Shay said, the guy who, I really wish I could find that video right now. Like, <laughs> when he sent her that, like, normalize blocking people when they make you feel comfortable about your body. Um, normalize defending your body. Normal, yeah, I mean, normalize. Normalize. Um, like, just, <laughs> like, just, you know, normalize it. Normalize wearing your crop tops. Here it is. Oh, listen, guys. <laughs> like that is not okay behavior that was so creepy and it's like I, I as much as I want you guys to normalize blocking them I want you guys to also normalize putting them in their place right before you block them right like say you know what that was so unnecessary da, 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 da. send your message make sure it says delivered and then block it so that's yeah and that's it normalize blocking people in your life in general but especially dog ass men yeah um I don't have anything else to add Thank you guys for listening to the segment. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the segment. Thank you, Jackie, Rookie, and Amanda for sharing your truth with us. Um, stay tuned to see what we're going to do next.